Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hello guys and welcome once more to this week's episode of Heavy Metal Tones with me your podcast host Tony Evans taking you through the world and wacky world of heavy metal, heavy rock and everything in between. I hope you've had a few good weeks coming up into the spooky season. Um, we've got a great, I've got a great episode lined up next week which has got nothing to do with music so, but it is something to do with spookiness. I hope you're gonna, I'm going to enjoy doing that one. Firstly though, we, this week we're going to talk about a very, I think a little known album a definitely little known band they sort of loomed large in my history um for some time the band is sabat or sabat um not the japanese one but the british thrash band that produced three albums in the late 80s and early 90s um with band members uh that have now gone on to do many other things all right you've got andy sneep on guitar uh, and he wrote most of the music. Uh, he now is a wonderful producer, but also plays lead guitar with Judas Priest. So that's you know pretty interesting um, heritage there. All right. So the band, the album we're going to talk about is their second full-length album. I've already talked about their first one, but this is their second one um, called Dreamweaver. Uh, open brackets, reflections of yes of our of our yesterday's close brackets. So it was uh, released on the 15th of May 1989. It was recorded at Skytrack Studios in Berlin. And it's an unusual album because I'd like to... It, it is progressive thrash, which is something that I don't know if there's a lot of that around. There may be now, but it wasn't back in 89. Um, it's uh, definitely a, a piece of work that... Um, it has to be listened to, to be honest with you. It's a really important piece of music, possibly the best thrash album Britain ever made. Um, and British didn't make a lot of thrash, to be honest. It's very much a, a European and American sort of phenomena. So British bands, UK, weren't really... They, they were thrash bands then, but this is something completely different. Um, and you're going to find out why. I first come across it uh, when I was... 17, 18, 89, 18. 
and um and i was in our price which is a record store in, in a local shopping center near me and brent cross with the old days when you would spend your hard-earned money on an album you had no idea what it sounded like but you liked the cover and you thought well, i'll take a risk on it now this was sitting in um the discount bin now that's not to say it should be discounted it's just that when i picked it up it was being discounted um and i paid like two pound for it i think on now i got it on cassette originally and um i took it home popped it in and it was like mind blown like you know teenage tony's mind absolutely blown apart because it was everything that i loved up to then right so it was progressive so it had some it's got a storyline to it. it is a concept album it's phenomenally well made it's got an incredible um uh time signature changes in it it's very maiden-esque in that respect it has this beautiful musicianship it's wonderfully recorded and it has depth it has so much depth that you can almost drown in it it's incredibly incredibly interesting album now it's not for everyone because um the lead singer martin walker is uh if i say that if i'm, if I'm, if I'm saying that right uh he his voice isn't for everyone now it is a bit of an acquired taste i really after years of listening to him can understand what he's saying you might not at first because he he does get a million words into the bar. Um, how he does it, I don't know. I watched him live, and I still don't know how he does it. Uh, and with the changes of signature in time, and also the story that he's getting in into this 44-minute album, is is quite amazing. So he he recorded on the first album, '88, "History of a Time to Come," and then "Dreamweaver: Reflections of Our Yesterdays" in '89. Uh, it is. I've, I, to be honest, I'm not a big fan of Morning Is Broken, which came out in 91. It's a great album, but it's something special. But uh, History of Time to Come and Dreamweaver are just um, that time in, in music when you could do anything and sing anything because of punk, because of um, the freedom of not being on, on major labels all the time. You could do something different. And for me, this album is the antithesis of the British music industry. Um, how they take one form, add it to another and create something different. Venom did it, took heavy metal, added extremity to it and made the, the extreme metal genre. It also made a, a classic concept album in, um, you know, at War With Satan. Uh, and people might tell me it's not a concept album, but one soul side is one song, it's a concept album. Uh, and very it's very much a british thing I, th I really mean that i think that sincerely um that they we can in in our way intellectualize um everything right it's sort of like taking they take the extreme extremities of life but adding an, an intellectual twist something that doesn't just become um uh What's the word? It doesn't just become sort of one-dimensional and um, and I don't know. I think the word youthful is wrong, but one-dimensional is the right word. And uh, because a lot of these musicians that come into this genre late, they usually have come, particularly of, uh, of Martin's age and, and Andy's age, they would have come from that either through the punk um, 
scene where they could you know you could do anything or they come through the progressive scene um listening to bands like maiden like um queen's reich you know uh, a lot about those sort of bands um and in sort of adding uh, trying to give him sort more to the to the uh, listener not just um three and a half minutes of extreme extreme music which you do get in this album i mean musically i mean i've written some your notes here that uh, i think it's uncompromising it's intelligent it's detailed it's textured it's a phenomenal album I, I, i'm going to say that quite comfortably that it sits in my um in my top five thrash albums of all time in fact i'm going to read you what um what some people have said about it okay um this is here uh, a staggering work of total excellence kerrang a seminal chapter in the evolution of british metal and one of the finest metal albums ever made metal hammer um i absolutely think that's correct i think it's one of those wonderfully hidden beauties that unless you know it you're not going to listen to it and i don't know whether this is as as widely listened to as say you know any of the metal thrash metal albums of the american genre you know um you know any of the slayers and the megadeths and the anthraxes because i think the trouble with it is is it's more intellectual and i think people who want to listen to thrash sometimes just want to to circle pit don't they they just want to um get lost in the speed and the technical ability of the music which you do get with this and and there are moments in it where it just takes your breath away right but it also demands you take some attention particularly listen to the lyric now as i said martin's vocals are not the easiest to hear after a few listens you will get them um, i'd probably recommend listening to history of a time to come first then this uh, so you can get an idea um but once you get it and that's why spotify is great because you can read the lyrics or if you have the vinyl of it or the, even the cd if you've got magnifying glass you can read the lyrics um i've got it on vinyl and i really love it and um i think it demands a little bit too much sometimes a bit more intellectualism and i think that may have put off some of its audience because it didn't do that well on release um sadly um it's based on a book um a of the 1983 book by the British psychologist Brian Bates, the the uh, War Way of the Weird, W Y R D, tales of an Anglo-Saxon sorcerer. The album demonstrated singer and lyricist Martin Workey's deep hell beliefs in weirdism, Anglo-Saxon spiritualism, Celtic mysticism, and paganism. Musically, the album reflected composer Andy Sneap's predilection at the first at, at that time for increasingly lengthy and progressively technical thrash songs. Shortly before the album was recorded, former Holosade guitarist Simon Jones was, was recruited into the band as an additional lead and rhythm guitarist. Now, sorry, I read that really badly because I read my handwriting, but anyway, you know. So basically, uh, it's a concept album based on uh, a book from a psychologist, Brian Bates. The lead protagonist's name in the um, is Brand. It's very much like, in my opinion, an extreme version of A Lamb Lies Down on Broadway. We're not quite sure what the bloody hell's happening, but we're going to take the, enjoy the journey while we're on it, you know? Um, because, again, as I said, I've listened to this album 
regularly since I was a young man and it even now like I sat down in the cafe again this morning to just mull over my notes and get my head around the thoughts of the show and what I was going to say and even then listening to the album I was like mm, yeah I, this feels different to what I listened to it the first time but I like the open-mindedness I mean I came from that you know that, that progressive heritage so um this was no nothing unusual for me, but it was something that really grasped my intellectual um, synapses. My my brain went all over the place with this album um, because, as I said, I bought it on cassette and it had no lyrics with it. I had to sort of guess the lyrics. And this is before the internet, so it wasn't till the sort of advent of streaming until I managed to get a copy of on vinyl that I got the lyrics, and they are quite quite intelligent and very very interesting and make a good read on their own um i highly recommend you listening to the album pulling up the lyrics on spotify and just going through with it because it will give you a, a, a insight to how good this album is written all right so it's the members of the band so that we don't forget the rest of them okay we've got martin wakir as i said it's w-a-k w-a-l-k-y-i-e-r if i said it wrong i'm so sorry andy sneep on lead rhythm and acoustic guitars, Simon Jones on rhythm and lead guitar, Fraser Kraisk on bass, and Simon Negus on drums and percussion. It was produced by Roy M. Ra uh, Rowland. Uh, it was uh, mixed by Moses Meister, and the artwork was fantastic artworks by Tim Beer. Um, I will put you will see the picture of the artwork in the show thumbnail, so you get an idea of it. It is uh, it's it it sums up the album and the feel of the album massively i got this album again in the same time that i got black sabbath's tyr or tear and that's also based on sort of nordic um and uh um germanic uh viking and sort of paganism and it really was of odins and stuff mentioned in it and it, and i i think at that time i was really going through that phase where I really enjoyed that because uh my family way back a couple of hundred years are from Germany my mother's side of the family and so I sort of quite enjoy that sort of uh, that side of it um, now that's I've waffled on enough right about this um, album but what I'm going to do is I'm going to well, as usual I'll go and have a break and we'll talk about track by track because there's a very detailed um, notes here that we've made um, for this but I'd just like to say this, that uh, I think that um, this is the pinnacle. I said it before and I'll say it again. You can't stop me, it's my show. This is the pinnacle of British thrash. It really, really is. It's a hidden gem. You can get it now on all streaming platforms. You can even get a copy of it on CD quite easily. Vinyl's a bit harder. Um, there was re-released in 2007. Um, which is how I got a copy on vinyl because I couldn't get it before, um, and yeah, it was it's a it's a small release from you know in the history of the metal, it's they're a band that that probably you know didn't make a blip on the radar sadly, but they are an absolutely brilliant brilliant band. And as I said, don't get the mix up with a Japanese band of the same name. Um, if you want to know what the name means, it actually means it's a witch's um, it's to do with witch witchcraft and and um, worship okay anyway 
enough of me. Uh, I've wobbled on, wobbled on, wobbled on. So let's break into 44 minutes and five seconds of this album on the second half. Uh, do come with me. It's absolutely well worth the journey. Talk to you soon, guys. Bye for now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction. And free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Welcome back, guys, to part two. Um, we're going to go track by track with this amazing album, Dreamweaver, um, by Sabat. Now, I always say, I think I said that wrong. It always sounds like I'm saying it wrong. Is it Sabat or is it Sabbat? I don't, I mean, I'm just, whichever way you want to call it, right? Reflections of Our Yesterdays, as I said, based on the book by Brian Yates, The Way of the Weird, um, which one day I might even anticipate to uh, actually try and read. Um, but hey, you know. So we start off, it's basically uh, only a few tracks in this album because they are um, long numbers, okay guys? They, if you're used to long metal numbers, i.e. Maiden-esque kind of lengths, then you're fine. If you, most thrash songs don't last more than three minutes. This is, um, this is a progressive thrash, so it has a lot of um, ups, downs, twists and turns. Um, you know, one minute it's playing at 100 beats a minute, whatever, and next thing suddenly you're into a classical piece of music, then you're in classical, then you're back to thrash, then you're into some um, traditional heavy metal, and then you've got some fiercely fantastic marching 
um, heavy metal bass driven rhythm sections. It's uh, it's a it's a masterpiece. That I'm going to say that out loud. Out loud. It, I'm going to put pin my badge on it. I'm going to say it's probably my favorite thrash album of all time. And that's a big call cool, um, because I think I've said before that I I've put it in my top five. But I'm, you know, on reflection, listening to the last week or so again, it really has. Um, got me thinking about it now one of the reasons i chose this album actually this so well listening is that um after last week's episode i was listening to again to deliver us by uh warlord and chatting to matt about it who picked up some really interesting musical notes i didn't did not pick up in that album at all so i'm really proud of him like it was really it opened my eyes to the way i listened to the album again and um a part of it uh, of the album is an acoustic section in it, and it just made me think of Dreamweaver. And I thought, oh, gee, you know what? I haven't talked about that one. So, thanks, Matt, uh, for um, giving me that uh, inspiration again. It was wonderful. Now, as I said, it's only a few tracks, so itself it is n- not including the intro and the outro, which are only like a minute or thirty seconds long. It is um, six tracks. Um, no, sorry, seven tracks, okay? Um, and they all sit around the eight-minute mark. There's a couple of shorter ones. We open with the beginning of the end intro where Andy Sneap reads from the book um, and you hear, like, crows in the background and the bell chiming and it's um, it really pulls you in. If you, if you enjoy um, creating a... a, a an atmosphere this well, bloody well does it um it's just a beautiful piece it's 30 seconds well read by him and then bang we're straight into uh cler- the clerical conspiracy okay that's the first track now i'm going to read you what it says it's about okay the clerical conspiracy sets the scene for the story and the themes to come introducing us to what what brand w-a-t that is brand the Christian missionary from northern England, who a thousand years ago is sent down to southern England to learn about the pagan ways of the southern Anglo-Saxons, and in doing so determines the best way in which they can be converted to Christianity. Speaking to Kerrang, Walkir explained that in the clerical conspiracy, the monks are talking in the abbey in the north of England, discussing the best way of converting pagans into the su- in the south to Christianity. Um, what a, a beginning, right? Straight away. It's got concepts that I absolutely adore. I'm a big, um, big uh, fan or reader of Anglo-Saxon history. I enjoy Middle uh, Middle Ages and and uh, Dark Ages history, and so this is. And also, I'm really quite uh, I'm fond of uh, of theology and the the churches, what the church does and didn't do, right and wrong, in the conversion of pagans to Christianity. So. It's really, really sort of sets. It's good for me. This hits, hits my hits my sweet spot anyway. Um, and the, the song itself, as I said, with what Martin does is when he sings, he he puts a lot of effort into each line of the lyric. Right? It's really, it, it's speed. It's very fast. It's probably the fastest thrash vocals you're probably going to hear. Um, there are faster, I think, but. It's pretty fast out there. He gets a lot of words. He spits them with real um, 
with real passion and 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 he really tries hard to put across the emotion in this uh, this song again it's it's quite a long track um it's it's five minutes 38 the first one and it really sets you going your heart rate's going i mean uh, the the lyric is um it's just you know beautiful really beautiful right well, I think beautiful is probably the wrong word, but it's just really well written, okay? Um, I mean, you're not going to pick up some of this stuff because of the way he does sing it. Uh, there's a great line here. Still a young fool was I as my story begins, yet like all fools considered myself to be wise and match for all things. But the lessons I've learned and I've never forgotten, when your teacher is life, then success and survival and failure is death. From early years I saw the world through tunnel vision eyes, my twisted mind philosophized and fossilized, secure in my belief, was I, assured throughout my life. The only things that could sustain me were the words of Jesus Christ. It, um, you know, absolutely, I mean, it, it gets that in like two lines. So, I mean, this this is the kind of lyric that uh, you just don't expect from a thrash album. You really don't, um, you know. Um, smite the pagans pride we shall take their graven images and grind them into dirt for the men can live in paradise must be the devil's work brothers of the holy order and then he, it's basically conversationary because it starts with a conversation with Bran talking and then Epa and then brothers of the holy order and Epa again um, and Bran it's, it's a I mean to sit down and write this it, it, uh, is just something beyond my comprehension to be honest with you it's it's what makes prog really worth what makes it work you know so makes it so much worth worthy for me it makes me really enjoy it um and then we move from there that really create and it it turns and changes uh, musically on a on a dime right it does it, you know one minute you, you've got a a nice ascending guitar piece and descending guitar piece suddenly it's galloping horse bass drums and and thunderous bass and um you know searing thrash style you know whammy bar solos um and that's what you get with 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 this album it's just beautiful then we come into uh, advent of insanity now advent of insanity is uh is a really it's, a, it's, a, like it's all of a sudden we'll, we'll have a quiet moment we will have a better have an easier moment right it's clean vocals. It's the only time on the album you can really get to grips with Martin's voice. Um, it's beautiful acoustic guitar background. Um, the lyrics are, A sea breeze echoes softly. Its song echoes through your mind. Leaves you thinking of tomorrow and the life you left behind. Come turn your head to face the wind and that fills the enchanted sails and drives you to your destiny. The silent sirens wail. It's beautiful, right? I'll read you what the song is about okay it says here having adept, uh, accepted the quest what brand sets sail for the south of england via the coast and according to martin advent of sanity depicts the thoughts during the journey thinking about what he left behind and the perils that face him in the future did he do the right thing right did he do the right thing yeah, that's just it's just yeah just absolutely fantastic um bit of soul searching um sitting there it's and again it's one of my favorite tracks on the album because it is a breath of fresh air it does take it's only two minutes and 
hang on, let me see this. Two minutes and 27 seconds long. But it takes a bit of a, it takes you a bit of a help because the first one, it takes you so much out of you emotionally that when you listen to it, you do need a little bit of a, of a reprieve. Unfortunately, this is the only real reprieve you get on the entire album because um, it doesn't get any less frantic from here. And then after that, we, we march on to possibly the best song on the album. And for me, possibly one of the best thrash songs um, ever made. Uh, and it is Do Dark Horses Dream of Nightmares. Um, I'll read you what he says it's about, okay? Martin says, Do Dark Horses Dream of Nightmares, what brand has arrived at the South and whilst waiting for these prearranged guy to arrive, falls asleep during which he uh, falls prey to nightmares during which he, the pagan spirits take, make first contact with him. According to Ma Martin, the spirits using this contact, uh, to, uh, sorry, uh, the spirits using this contact to try to work out whether he is trying to destroy the old gods to impose a new religion upon them. Explaining that the title of the song, one of the spirits meets his black horse's head on a totem pole in a clearing of the, in the forest. Uh, it's got magnificent time changes. It is eight minutes long. It is a song that you could take off the album without being into the separate, you could release it, not that it was ever released as a single, but you could release it as a single and it would, um, it would just be, it's crazy. It, it sits along with me, and this is a big call, guys, because if you all know me, it sits along with Rhyme and the Ancient Mariner uh, as one of the most um, epic and impressive prog metal songs of them all. It is just phenomenal. Um, it, it, it's probably the best thrash song outside of the big four so outside of the american big four you know metallica megadeth anthrax and slayer i think it is um solely the best track on the album firstly and a piece of of um of genius it really really is i'll i'll read you some of the lyric from it okay let's see what we got opening up here Standing on a strange shore, this desolate, desolate coastline, it offers cold comfort, very little more than the sky for a blanket, the earth for my bed. The sisters of weird, threats upon the loom of life, have forbade, for, foreordained your coming here, so weep not mankind of mankind. Dry your worthless puppet eyes, tears, and answered questions, how they play on my mind, now that darkness is falling, and still there's no sign of my guide. I mean... I mean, I mean, I can barely say that, and I'm reading it off a page. I don't know how he's singing um, songs like "Man, Manningkind and Mankind" and um, "Worthless Puppet Tears" and "Foreordained Thread." Uh, it's just incredible, and it's it, um, so I got a bit of a sniffle today. Um, it's there's a lovely bit in it where it does where the lyric goes flying so high on the wings of a dream over mountain and forest cross river and stream whilst the creatures that feed off the doubts I invent await for my arrival with evil intent and I, when I saw them live and they, they, he spat that out um, at us it was just like it really is a brilliant brilliant there's a wonderful bit in the chorus where he goes welcome welcome to my domain 
I've been biding my time, watching, waiting, but now you're mine, weaving the web that entwines you like a puppet you play on the end. It's just, yeah. I mean, I, I, if you wrote this lyrics into a book, it'd make a fantastic book of poetry, right? That's, I can't say much more about how amazing that particular song is. So do Dark Horse's Dream of Nightmares. Um, yeah, I'm going to wax lyrical on it, but it has amazing twists and turns. It's got one of the hardest thrash sounds um, that you'll ever hear. It really is. I think it's the. I think it gets hard, heavier and harder than anything Slayer ever did. And, and people think, look at me, look at me through your your iPhone or your laptop and go, "What are you talking about, Tony? You idiot!" Thrash Slayer is the heaviest. No, I don't think it's so. I think do Dark Horse's Dream of Nightmares is, is um, the reason it's heavier and harder. It's not the amount of notes in the bar or how loud it's recorded or the screeching solos or the it's just the rhythm the rhythms in this Andy and um, sorry Andy and and, uh, and Simon put together are just brutal it's it's probably why he fit Andy fits so well in uh, in Judas Priest to be honest because it's not about a million notes with Priest either is it we know that it's about the it's, the, it's what I call the Tony Iommi uh, theory. It's it's not the amount of notes. It's it's the it's the riffage, right? Uh, everyone should have their riffage. It's good for them, right? <laughs> um, it's just brilliant riffage. Really, really thunderous. I I don't know what I could say really. That's it. I can't say much more. Uh, you just you just need to go and listen to it personally. And then we go we get to best of enemies. Um. I've written something here. I don't know why I wrote this, but I wrote um, ascending and descending chords. Uh, they just they just make of a palm muted triplets on it. I've written, which makes metal just what it is for me. It sums it up completely. It's probably one of the albums. This is probably one of the albums where I fell really head first for the genre, for the musical form. Um, as a young man, to be honest with you, uh, it's. Uh, yeah, it's just wonderful. I'll read you what it means, what he's written about it. So, in The Best of Enemies, the morning after his nightmare, Bran finally meets his guide, Wolf, WLF, who tells him of the pagan ways and starts to rebuke the, his Christian ideas. Martin told Metal Forces magazine that Wolf tends, tells Bran that if he really wants to learn, that he can't just tell him about the spirits in the spirit world. He has to encounter them for himself. He has to meet the spirits face to face. He says that spirits will give him all the knowledge he wants, but only if he has the conviction of thought with it. He has to actually risk his own death in meeting the spirits. Martin told Kerrang that Bran thinks that Wolf is going to show him around, but Wolf is actually a shaman priest. Um, but I was going to say, actually, again, one of my favourite uh, choruses is in this, oops, I've hit the mic, is in this, this particular track, Best of Enemies. Um, and let me just get the lyric up. On instrument of God force fed on ignorance and lies, so blind and narrow-minded that you cannot compromise. Even the most foolish thief should know what he is taking, the least if he find himself within a cage of his own making. 
The ways of weird or many end, our path we must decide. For the secrets that you seek are all around you. Use your eyes. Just brilliant. You know, absolutely brilliant. Um, and then the way he spits out Best of Enemies um, in the vocal line, it's just, I mean, I can't go for all the lyric. I mean, this lyric is, again, it's eight minutes long and not one chorus, not one piece of it repeats itself. Right at the end, it's brilliant. It says, the error of its way and in the future's glimpse, reflections of our yesterdays drawn to the spirits like moths to a flame. When there is no risk, there can be no ba no gain. Ah, oh, just brilliant. Uh, again, um, everything that Thrash could be and should be, uh, and unfortunately, I don't think will ever be again uh, like this album. I really cannot um, enthuse highly, more highly about it, really. Uh, once that you think oh god I've really I've come into I'm coming to this I'm, I'm, I'm almost there I'm getting there and then we have the next track How Have the Mighty Fallen this is the closest traditional thrash on the album I think oh, well, let's say traditional thrash uh, big four thrash right what it says is told from the perspective of the spirits How the Mighty Have Fallen describes Brand's first real meeting with the spirits and makes plain their intention to fight for their survival notwithstanding this threat of their imminent replacement by Christianity in his interview with Metal Forces Martin said having been told of the perceptions he must undergo before meeting the spirits Brand deviates from, his from this with the result that the spirits come too soon Martin explained to Kerrang that at the end of the song they steal Brand's soul and he has no he has to prepare himself for a journey into the spirit world to reclaim it. Martin started that he, Brand, has two days in which to recover his soul for his life force to, before his life force will ebb out. It's so it's so Lamb lies down on Broadway. It's so Genesis. I I I'd love to know whether Martin and, and um Andy Genesis fans, but this is so. You could put this on after Landmines and Aurora. Yes, it's not the same kind of musical form, and you might shock you with the extremity of it if you're not into this sort of stuff. Um, but it's just, it's just so deliciously intellectual, but without, with also so entertaining. And it's one of my favourite. Um, one of my favourites. I mean, they're all favourites. Well, have you heard that? I mean, nothing on the album's weak. It's all killer, not filler, right? Um, and the lyric for... I'll just grab some of the lyrics of this this particular one. Okay. Um, let's have a go here. Denizens of sylvan places hidden from the eyes of man, courtesans with sylph-like graces dancing to the pipes of pan that echoed through the ether, notes that sound the wings of halcyon, songs to give your our life the meaning that we lack now they have gone watch the pattern ever changing in the tapestry of fate weft and weave and interlacing silken strands that fabricate a cloak to fit both king and beggar those that rule those and those that toil all are equaled in the fact all pay homage to the mortal coil god man's genius now it might be taken from the book but to get it into verse and to sing it again um and this is the only criticism. I would love to hear that lyric sung at a slightly slower pace um, so I could really take it in. But that is Martin's style, it is the band's style, and that's what made them who they are. So it's not, there's not 
go there. But that is the only one, if I've got a bit one criticism, that would be it. And then move on to Wildfire. Now, Wildfire says, uh, Wildfire, Brand Journeys into the Spirit World. Uh, Martin Tolkarang that the title is a reference to Brand's naked dance with two fires called Wildfires. And you feel it. You feel it in this song. This isn't a, a particularly long song. Uh, Wildfire is only um, 4 minutes and 39. Uh, it doesn't hang around too much. But you feel the pagan wantonness, the... The, the letting go of, uh, of traditional concept, concepts of religion that, that, um, that the, the main character has carried with him all his life. The, 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 sort, the feeling that he could be liberated and free. Um, and that's what you get from this. In thoughts from visions of the night, when deep sleep felleth out of sight, many a strange thing will you dream so thoughts is never what it seems awaken from my troubled sleep where dreams once lost as nightmares creep to steal my soul and suffocate what sanity remains my anger mute my anguish blind within the sad fragment of my mind oh god yeah you know and you feel it it's only a short song but the, the music itself is really beautifully finished it's not the heaviest song on the album um, but it does give you a little bit of relief. I did say that there wasn't much relief after um, the second track, but this one does give you a little bit. All right, a little bit. But what a great lyric! What a wonderful thought. This man is drawn between um, the hard linear walls and the stony concepts of of um, Christianity, where it's very black and white, to the seasonal changes and the heathenistic. Um, paganism of the original um, land owners of the United Kingdom the, you know the the Angles and the Saxons um, it's pretty amazing at how uh, this man's journey has taken him and it was a, then a thousand years ago more than a thousand years ago is now it would be a long journey from one end of the country to the other people didn't travel that far and to suddenly see a different way of life that he may actually really want to live because it's free and it's it's guilt-free in some respects you know isn't you're not trapped within the the concepts of christianity not there's anything wrong with that i'm just going to say that you know in his mind anyway okay and then we come to the very final track on the album um called my this story okay and what he says about it is in my this story a described by as described by martin to metal forces brand encounters his own soul which is a woman he doesn't know that he has met his own soul and tells the woman he has come to learn the way of the weird and the power of nature she tells him to look at no further for she is his i'm not sorry for she is his soul and on returning to the material world he will know not anything he wanted to know to Kerrang Martin elaborated that his soul explains the way of the weird to him everything that he wanted to know thus his mission to convert the pagans has become instead a voyage of self-discovery fantastic what a good allegory about heading out with one defined idea rigid and immutable um, then to be are your eyes open to a, a more op 
more different and interesting way of life. I think that's an allegory for a lot of us. Um, a lot of a lot of us come to the world given our religion at birth by our parents with no choice, just given to you. This is what happens. And then later in life, you either um, repel and find your own path or you stay and do this and repeat the same old history with your own children. Um, I myself um, are the latter. I, I was born with one and um, I have moved towards another uh, later in life. And I think that that's uh, it, it's and it's this album. This is what this album is about. This is why I really truly love this album. A musically, it's just a masterpiece musically, but um, just has this soul to it more than anything I could possibly um, really point to in, in its in its in genre. So the last song. Let's get back to the last. Get some of the lyric on the last one. It's not actually the last track on the album, but it's the last major song and let's just get it up I'm standing at the crossroads of my life nothing to lose each path leads to oblivion which one will I choose rising on the ashes of my plight I traverse f filaments of light that permeate my eth eth ethereal form on op oh, oh man sorry put my teeth in on omnipotent threads I'm born you imagine trying to sing that one um, unto place where I can find a balm of ease, my troubled mind, that my, my glimpse things you, you're unseen, a world not grey but evergreen. And can you blame me in such a crime to crave for one small piece of heaven that I can call mine? It's just wonderful. See, what he's saying is it's not black and white. You know, it, you're, you're told it's black and white, but it isn't. There are many hues. There are a plethora. Do I have a plethora of colours? You have a plethora. And uh, that's what I take away from this album. That's what I've taken away from it from the last, for the last, what, I got it when I was, I said that, in 89. So quite some time now this album has lived with me. And it's the same with Lamb Lies Down on Broadway. Um, it's the same with uh, Close to the Edge by Yes. It's the same with Marillion's um, Script for Jester's Tear. Um, you know, any of those sort of deep albums that have sort of sat with me uh, Clutching at Straws by Marillion as well. Um, as I said, Rhyme the Ancient Mariner. You know, these songs are just meaning deepful, deep and meaningful to me. And yeah, there is times in the world for your music to be entertaining. There's times in the music to be in the background. There are times in music just to, to bloody well enjoy yourself. And some albums do all of that in one go. They intellectualize you. They give you sucker. They give you uh, a place to hide in the umbrella of their rhythms, and they also give you a, a place to escape from, to escape from reality. And everyone knows me, or meets me, or knows me that I'm very not very far away from my headphones. I've either got them on with one ear to the side, so I can hear people talking to me, or I'm listening to something. It's not because I'm afraid of the world, people. It's not because I don't like reality I just my soundtrack to the world is music right some people's it's the sound of nature some people's the sound of motor cars some people's the sound of laughter and children for me it's it's music in all forms and we, because I'm so connected to the musical form music itself 
I do need to get more from it and this is the kind of album that gives me more and that's why I like progressive rock because it gives me more um, it gives me more to listen to and, and think about um, that's me jibber jabbering on I really do hope you enjoyed this album it does end sorry with a with Martin Heap again in Happy Never After it'll outro one minute and two again um, it's just his beautiful um, voice and he has got a beautiful voice uh, finishing the story I want you to listen to the album I want you to maybe even read up about um, weird um, W-I-R-D as I said um, it might be something you might be interested in uh, it is, it's a fantastic fantastic lost album and I really wish it wasn't. I really wish it was more on more people's listening list. I'm sure people out there listening to the show have heard it and are listening to it and all, or they've come to the show for the first time because they've seen the title um, and go, yeah, Tone, I get it. I really do. If you don't, you've never heard it, um, step outside your comfort zone if you're not into this kind of metal and, you don't, and, and try it. Uh, it's nothing like a guttural, thrash, you know, dark black metal vocally. It's just very fast. And sometimes Martin does get tries to cram too many words into the line and you can sometimes hear him get lost in its vocal delivery but if you allow him that and read the lyric and allow him to tell his story uh, or them to tell their story you will be very very um i think you'll be very charmed by it i know i am um and it just yeah makes me smile anyway that's enough for me this week. Um, have a good one. I said next week is gonna, gonna won't be music related. It's gonna be something around Halloween. Um, I won't tell you what it is, but I'll give you that time to to think about it. Anyway, that's me for this week. Um, do come and um, hear me on all platforms. I'd love some reviews. I've got very few reviews, um, sadly. Uh, the more reviews I get, good or bad, the more that the world sees me. So. Those that are listening that I've listened week after week, if you could jump onto Spotify, give me a five-star rating or a four-star, three-star. I don't give a crap, really. One to five. Obviously, five would be better. Um, if you're on YouTube, give me come and give me a review. If you're on um, iTunes, come and give me a review. Uh, it doesn't matter what it is. I just need interaction. Um, the show is spreading hugely fast, and it's doing really well, but I could always do a bit with a bit more. Um, if you like the show, come and do leave me a, a review anyway that's enough begging um, <laughs> from me do enjoy the show uh, do listen do this is the album and uh, I'll chat to you soon bye for now guys ta-ta Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. 
Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.